Okay. Is it on? Is the red light on? Are we recording now? Welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob, and I'm joined as always by my good friends. Description of a Joe and Benita Apple Duff. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't get those. Tribe Called Quest. Oh, don't yeah, don't do that ever again. <laughs> what description of a Joe? Well, the yeah. momentum, the Friday momentum <laughs> is dead. We're talking about minute 80. And in this minute... <laughs> well, oh, hold on. To be clear, for two to possibly three minutes, we're going to talk about minute 80. Then we'll talk about whatever <laughs> we want. Okay. okay. But we're going to pretend that we're going to try. Minute 80. <laughs> we we can't say we'll try, but we'll try to try. <laughs> Another People, Simpsons reference Rob won't get. Yeah. Listen... Listeners are sitting there asking, what's the scenario? And I'm here to tell them that in this minute, Rose watches a little girl learn how to be posh. Dude, you're just sitting there like going on an award tour for all your puns. It's really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, listen, podcasting is my form of electric relaxation. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) you got the vapors. So Jack, Jack, we, we're we're ending the sequence in the fitness room. Jack says, "Jack only- releases his hostage from the fitness room standoff." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Jack, before that, he does tell Rose. We sort of discussed this yesterday, but only you can do that. So only you can save yourself. Which, once again, it's very empowering and also true to life. Only friends, only you can save yourself in forest fires. <laughs> and don't do drugs. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Rose says, "I'm going back. Leave me alone." Um, yeah, harsh. I know. Think I'm alone now. Um, <laughs> so we go back, Duff. I know you're gonna love this. Back to the Hat Squad. Yeah, Hat Squad. And it took me some time to figure out what room this is, and I don't know if I got it. Do you know what room this is, Duff? Uh, only isn't because- that the same room where the the guys were talking earlier about politics with Brandy? No, I think that's a smoking room. I think this is like a there's a reading and writing room that was on there, or it might just be like a first class lounge. I'm not it sure. It is the it's the first class lounge. Oh, I it's only the, know it's that's the uh, relaxation room after the ladies take horse rides. Yes, <laughs> they're just in there smoking cigarettes. Uh, I only know that because James Cameron told me in the commentary. Okay, that's so the first class lounge. First class lounge. Okay, all right. Um, now, if you're a fan of Titanic. Then I'm guessing you found this out as well, Duff. I'm going to ruin the scene for you, and I'm sorry. Um, this scene was shot with a green screen, and then the actors were placed on a quarter-sized model. And you notice this if you look at the background and you see the extras. You suddenly realize, like, oh, those are CGI extras. There's some Uncanny Valley stuff yeah. happening. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I never noticed before. I saw this in the theater a couple months ago. Didn't notice it then. But, like, once I saw, heard that, I was like, oh, no. yeah. And it's not natural. Yeah, it's crazy. And James Cameron says, and who knows if this is true, but he says he had promised the studio that he would not go to the lengths of fully recreating the first-class lounge 
But then he said it probably cost way more money to do all this compositing and digital effects than actually building it. Okay, interesting. On the other, on the other commentary, they mentioned they saved a bunch of money by doing this. So I, oh. you know, who knows? I'm guessing it has to be less money to do this and to like rebuild an entire first class lounge. Yeah, I would guess it would cost a lot of money to replicate those styles of the time. Yeah, but yeah, this is something I've seen this movie. Uh, a lot and i never noticed and now that i look at i'm like oh those are weird like final fantasy people in the background so there's a guy who walks by with a hat like right in like the mid foreground where you're like that's not that person wasn't there (laughs) that's that person was added with the computer (laughs) i will say though one of the reasons that i think maybe i would have noticed earlier is it's a really good I think it, I don't know if it's a zoom or a tracking shot into Kate Winslet's face. Yes. And it's really well done. And I think that helps not draw attention to the weird ghost people. Yeah. I, I would have, like I said, I, I never knew, noticed until then. Um, so, yeah, if you're a big fan of this movie, sorry, you'll now notice that every time. Uh, so, Hat, Hat Squad, they're sort of discussing the upcoming wedding. We hear Ruth mention that the invitations had to be sent out twice. Oh, worst and, invitation story since Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, don't even get me started on those dreadful bridesmaid dresses. Um, they Rich are people eating have all the, all the bad luck. They are eating butter cookies, though, which I'm a big fan of. Um but the rose is back at this. I guess this isn't dinner. This is like a snack time. This is just what you do all day if you're rich. You don't have to do anything else. She's she's back to her normal, not engaging nor engaging. Just totally, totally on. Why would people keep inviting her to go eat? Um, I don't know. Because if you're in high society, you just sit around and do that. That's all you do. I don't know. You gossip. Um, and then it, she also, sort of, it also reveals a great way that Rose continues to undermine her mother by picking bridesmaids dresses that are a color she doesn't like. Mm, you think that's on purpose? Well, that's what her mom says right here in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what I was wondering, do you think Rose chose that color to make her mom mad? I think we have enough evidence to, to support suggest that. that certainly, yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, Rose sort of looks over, sort of ignoring the hat squad, and she notices this little girl with the the girl's mother, and uh, essentially this is like an adequate class where this girl's being taught like the right way to sit, the right way to fold a napkin. Uh, Rose is moved by this. Um, I just went to uh, uh, this morning with some friends. Uh, I went to brunch with my four year old, and part of me watched this scene and goes, "Oh, that looks incredible." <laughs> <laughs> seems like dinner is way easier um, well if your son was knew that uh if he screwed up folding the napkin he might be punished corporally well <laughs> it's funny you mention that there is i want to say it's the most bizarre extra i've ever seen on a dvd or blu-ray on this titanic blu-ray there's a special feature where it's the etiquette, co- etiquette coach of the movie and that little girl 
and they're sitting at a table. And I don't mean like on a set. I mean just like a table in like an empty room. And there's like a you know little coffee mug, like a little teacup and the saucer and a plate with chocolate cake. And then the coach is essentially like a- asking the little girl to do things and then showing how a mother or a woman at that time would have corrected her. And it, you're wrong, Duff, at least in public. It was it would be very subtle things you would say. You would just first like, oh, no, no fidgeting, you know, or, you know, use your fork on well, your... Well, the first rule of being an abuser is you don't do it in front of other people, <laughs> Rob. Yep. Oh, it was a very bizarre sequence. It's a very bizarre. This is on like, the, the Blu-ray. I'll it's have on to go the look Blu-ray. Yeah, and you're just like, why is this? And she's like, like she'll lead to the girl and be like, pick up the chocolate cake. And then the girl picks up the chocolate cake, and she's like, no, you should use your fork. And I'm like, this poor girl is like in real life is trying to follow directions. This woman's like, no, not like that. Do you think that this coach could teach you how to use chopsticks? <laughs> Listen, there's. Uh, I'm so broken. Like if, if you guys ever watched me hold a fork, I don't even do that right. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm broken just all over when it comes to manners. Do people from Spooner eat with their hands? Which is I, fine. They just go um, to a trough. No, but my dad always ate pork chops with his hands, and so it wasn't until I went <laughs> to college that I was like, "Oh, you're not supposed to just grab onto the bone and eat it." Wow, that's <laughs> that's, that's rules. In fairness, he only had one hand. Yeah, yeah that's true. But still, just grabbing onto like the bone of the pork chop and just eating well, it that way. It it's works. Pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, that's all I have for this minute. Do you guys have anything else on this actual minute? It's kind of slow. Well, I I don't because I'm pretty tired. Yeah, and I'm pretty tired because I've been having some uh, some whacked out dreams. Oh no! Uh, so I think I mentioned maybe even the first episode very early on um, for as long as I can remember, say at least 20 years, I've had recurring uh, dreams involving shipwrecks, drowning, uh, shark attacks, being lost at sea, things of that sort. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually amazed that it took this long into this project before I had a Titanic dream. Oh no. Um, So it was, there's a, and I, I don't really have a chronology, but I'll, I'll just kind of play out the parts I do remember. The highlights uh, of this dream. It's a real yeah, dream you had this, this is, week. This is 100% true. This isn't okay. a bit. This is 100% true. Uh, I dreamt that it was the sinking of the Titanic. I was trying not to drown. And all the people were in the water uh, just splashing around. It was chaos. Now, this the second part... Um, I remember uh, Cal and Rose were in their stateroom and it was the portion where the bow half of the ship is waiting, like bobbing in the water. Mm -hmm. And apparently the motion from that was causing a zero gravity effect. And Cal and Rose were, again, I'm not making this up. They were having like an, an inception hotel style fight. Sweet. <laughs> um, like just duking it out in zero gravity while the ship is bobbing. Um, and it sounds like a joke, but it's not like you could see that Cal had hair plugs. And this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then the, the last part of this dream that I can remember, and this is where like it gets 
kind of muddled. But now I don't know if this, like, I dreamt that now, like, I knew it was a movie or that it was being filmed because I dreamt that there was basically a montage of people drowning and the music set over it was the intro from 10th Avenue Freeze Out. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And then I remembered like, and I remembered in my dream that I was having like a discussion about James Cameron's use of diegetic music. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of le- levels to the streaming. There's there was a lot going on. So, yeah, it took I don't know when did we officially uh, decide on doing Titanic? Like five or six months ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised it took this long to have a Titanic drowning crazy dream. And no Fabrizio. No Fabrizio. No, oh, it's too bad. Well, I uh, I do have a question for the listeners. Oh, okay. That maybe we could take to our various online forums. Yeah. So this minute got me thinking about uh, Rose's sort of self-sabotage of this wedding by um, trying to pick color dresses that her mother doesn't like. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, man, I bet our listeners, and, and maybe you too, but I, I doubt you too, but, you know, we got a lot of listeners. Am I right? Oh, you're right. At least well, four. What's the pettiest thing you've ever done to under, undermine a wedding that's what i want to hear from the listeners <laughs> oh <my laughs> let's gosh. take it online let's get I, if you either of you do have an example then i absolutely would love to hear it now but i'm assuming you don't uh, i can't think of anything off the top of my head i mean Joe, just, i don't think normal people undermine weddings <laughs> well it happens all the time in movies yeah yeah it, i think there's ways to like not go to a wedding you don't want to go to but that's a little different right yeah um I, I, I guess I think do you hear I mean they have whole reality shows about the wedding planning experience right yeah, yeah bridezilla. Brides, bridezillas and whatnot yeah so we so I, I just feel like there's got to be some stories out there about about something that at least could be somewhat re, somewhat related to this incident her trolling her mom with the color of the bridesmaids dresses so I, I, I really would like to hear more stories about that. yeah I bet someone has a good story but I don't I I Okay, I don't want to. I don't know if I. I might even cut this out. But one of my good friends, um, years and years and years ago, told me that he was uh, engaged to get married to this woman, and then also asked me to be the best man. And then I told him why he shouldn't marry her, and then he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I wasn't being petty, though. I was actually trying to be a good friend. So was and. did he get married to anyone else? Yeah, he's happily married with someone else now. All right. You did the right thing then. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I tried. What about her? I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't on that side. I didn't care. <laughs> I actually think she got married to, like, someone immediately afterwards. Like, real quick. Which is part of why I was like, I don't know, man. This might, this might not be a great idea. You obviously were in the right, um, but did, was there a point where your friend like looked at you and all of your experiences and your worldly ways and thought, no, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about? I mean, I think so. I mean, that wasn't an easy conversation. I didn't feel comfortable even saying it, but I also was kind of passionate and kind of was like, well, if no one else says it, I mean, it's kind of on me to say something. 
so I did it. You really missed an opportunity to wait until the wedding. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you could have objected. <laughs> no. uh, that would have been way worse, I think. That would have been petty. Way more dramatic, though. That's true. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Rose's dress here? Do we want to rank it? Yeah, we, we haven't, done that. Like doing haven't that. done that in a while. Yeah. I like the, the hat that that lady's wearing that looks like a, a, a basket you'd hold. Like It looks like a box, basically, wrapped around the <laughs> I, I I'm going to put this. This is, uh, this is this blue dress that uh, that she's wearing. I, I This is one of my favorites. This is a top three dress for me. I like the, the shawl, I think it is. Yeah? I'm, I'm a fan of this. Uh, by the way, is there anyone less qualified to use the vernacular of women's clothing than us? No. Like, I'm like, uh, I think it's a shawl, the, the wrap thing. Yeah. Why is she the only one not wearing a hat? Oh, I think because you need to be married to wear a hat. What? I made that up. I yeah. made that up. I was going to say. Um, I don't that, know. Maybe I wonder if that's a conscious decision. Look, she has that great red hair. Don't cover it. Yeah. Uh, I have a casting rumor for you guys. Oh, do you? Um, for for Rose, uh, Drew Barrymore. Hmm. And apparently James Cameron wanted her, but Drew Barrymore said she would have been miscast. She Drew Barrymore was right. Yes. And hmm. so in doing research on this, I don't want to take any of your any anything any way anything away from you, Duff. But I found a Yahoo Answers post Ooh. where someone asked. <laughs> I'm only going to say this because <laughs> it's so absurd. Someone, this wasn't even an old post. This was maybe you know a few years ago, <laughs> five months ago. Yeah, it was like, hey, I'm kind of bored, and I was just wondering, <laughs> who do you think's better looking, Drew Barrymore in Scream or Kate Winslet in Titanic? Wait, what? <laughs> This is what they posted? Yes. And there's an accepted answer from good old... (laughs) It was the best ranked. (laughs) There's an accepted answer from Sharon McDowell that just said, Kate, for sure. That... Oh, all right. Well, that's... Um, That's... (laughs) We don't need to go into why, but that is correct. It's just one of those things that I was like, this is is the internet right here. The internet is... (laughs) A magical, amazing place. <laughs> and whatever, like, and like whatever Yahoo can do that somehow I can Google, you know, Drew Barrymore Titanic and like on the first page is that question. Like, <laughs> that's like, what? Okay. Thanks, Sharon McDowell. Um, yes, that's all I have for minute 80, guys. All right. Well, I would like to point out, and I, I apologize for not bringing this up right in the moment, but I just thought of it. That little girl is wearing a hat too, Rob. So, well, she maybe, could be married, maybe child her, bride, or that they knew where her husband was going to be. But I guess that would that would count for Rose as well. Hmm. It maybe it's intentional when focus is supposed to be on Rose. Yeah, that makes sense. But just I don't know. That's kind of interesting little thing. Honestly, like you'd think it would have come up in one of the commentaries or something. Like, a lot of the times, the commentary with James Cameron is him just saying really obvious, dumb stuff about how, well, this scene really hammers home the class divides. Like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Thanks. Oh, so you mean he doesn't trust you to yeah. <laughs> to understand the subtleties in the commentary either? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is a really good question. Um, cause well, yeah, he did he, fight earlier in the movie about her wearing a hat on that balcony. Yeah, he, oh, maybe that's it. Overboard, he brings so. it up 
Well, that was outside, though. He said if she was outside, she would have had a hat. But then she's around all these other women, and they always have hats. You're right. Yeah. Maybe she's not accepted member of Hat Squad yet. Could just be as simple as that. We know she has a hat. She has her great purple hat. There's yeah. all kinds of women in the background in this scene, and I, I could be. I'm pretty sure every single one of them is yeah, wearing a hat. Yeah, I think almost all the first class ladies have hats. That's because it's about to rain. First class ladies can sense it, and they put their hats on, and that's how mm. people know it's going to rain. Like dogs know when there's going to be an earthquake. Yep, or cows always lay down before it rains. Do they? Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get when you uh, have a podcast hosted by Midwestern boys. Yeah. Yep. A little cow drop uh, cow knowledge on you. Uh, listeners, you should sign up for Sinking Feeling. It is our newsletter at titanicminute.com slash newsletter. It will fill in all the gaps. Maybe maybe Caroline can figure out why, uh, why people wore hats during this era, what it meant, if anything at all. Yep. Give us some hat etiquette, please, yep. Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and listeners will be back uh, next week with uh, five more great minutes and episodes of Titanic Minute. Um.